what are the things that cause you to feel anxious, to feel stressed, to feel overwhelmed? And that can look in so many different ways. It could be you opening up an email late at night because you want to be with your family, or maybe you said something to your kids that you now are, you know, in that mom guilt or shame spiral. It can happen in in so many different ways, but it's you taking the time to pay attention to say, well, okay, my body is literally telling me something. And that is your chance to act right then and there. What's in my toolbox? You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast where we shift your WTF moments into WTL moments and learn together how to transform your life and relationships through social-emotional learning. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, social-emotional learning experts and the co-founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. In each episode, we'll explore the five competencies of SEL, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making and share practical tips, stories, and strategies for building these skills in ourselves and others. Whether you're a parent, educator, or just looking to improve your own social-emotional well-being, this podcast is for you. Join us as we navigate the exciting and sometimes challenging world of SEL and discover the power that emotional intelligence has to transform our lives and communities. going on everyone welcome back to what's the lesson we're your host mary and jill hey fam how's everybody going doing how's everybody going that sounds like it's the start to our day um (laughs) we're going well around here thanks for asking um and we're right smack dab in the middle of March. Yeah, we are. Spring clean, baby. I celebrated a birthday yesterday. You did. I did. Yeah. I am in the 35th year of my life. And man, oh man, what a year it's going to be. It's going to be an incredible year. And I remember turning 35 not like it was, you know. You young whippersnappers. <laughs> it was a few years ago. But I remember being in my, my mid-30s where I'm like, do I – Do I resonate more being a 30-year-old or do I resonate more being in like the 40s? Closer to 40. (laughs) It's a very fun age because you can dabble with both. Um, I'm excited. I have loved my 30s. My 30s have been a chapter of my life that have really allowed me to come into me. It's felt like coming home. I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I stand for. Obviously, there are still days where I falter and I talk crap about myself and, and, and. But – I no longer feel like I have to dress to impress or say things to make people like me. Like, I know exactly who I am and there's solace in that. And it's funny because we, we've we talked about our intern a few times on the show and she's a cutie little in her 20s, early 20s. And we were talking the other day about just how hard it was to be 20. And I I don't wish that on anyone. It was so hard to be 20 because of those things that I mentioned earlier. It's the people pleasing. It's the not knowing who you are, what you stand for, where you fit in. And I just remember being so uncomfortable in my skin. And I wish I could go back and tell my 20-year-old self that it got better. 
And I know we reference this a lot, but this is exactly why we host this show. This is exactly why we run a business called Girls Mentorship. Because of what we've learned through our trials and tribulations, we now get to basically tell our younger selves that it does get better if you take certain steps to make it better. Absolutely. Well, and that's... I. I'm excited to dive into this conversation that we're going to have. But before, I I just wanted to say within that, man, if I could go back and talk to my 20-year-old self about who she was going to turn into by doing the work a lot sooner in my life, it would have saved so much time and heartache and energy. But you know what? It's exactly why we're in the position that we are right now. Right. I wouldn't go back and change a thing. No. no I'm kidding. I might go buy more Apple stock, but that's... <laughs> we always joke about that. <laughs> Can't do that now. Can't so do that now. We're not going to dwell on it. Yeah. But talking about our intern, she was like, does it get easier? And we just laugh and we we're like, you know, that's like the question of life. However, if you are equipped with these skills and you practice really making yourself better every single day, those trials and hardships and challenges just aren't as big. They're not because you realize that you've made it through every hard day of your life thus far. You're going to make it through the next hard day. And that thing that's dragging you down or stressing you out is probably not going to matter in five days. So letting it take over your entire life in that moment no longer makes sense. So we are now better at problem solving, conflict resolution, compartmentalizing things. And it, it was funny having this conversation because she almost looked at 30 like it was decades away and just like a, a thing that she didn't want to embark on. And <laughs> I probably thought the same thing at, at 20, but man, the freedom that comes with aging is incredible. So we'll step up off our birthday tangent (laughs) soapbox and we'll get into really what we want to talk about because this whole month we're focusing on practices having to do with stress management. We have a workshop at the end of this month to help our girls really work on things that are stressing them out. So we want to dive into this topic and tie it together with a pretty little bow all in conjunction with social emotional learning. Oh, and Thank goodness for social emotional learning because truly it helps you identify when you are feeling stressed. And I feel like that's the like the first call out that I want to have in this conversation is how do you even know you're stressed? Because you can go through your entire day, you can go months, you can go years and not know that Things are stressing you out because you just deal with it. You just deal. You put your head down, you put your blinders on, (laughs) and you deal with it. That is very true. So the first call out is having the awareness. So one of the five competencies in social emotional learning and the one that Mary and I love to talk about the most is self-awareness. So you need to start noticing the little things that make your heart flutter, that make you flush in the face, that makes your stomach do a turn. It's it's your body is literally knocking its way out like, hi, I'm stressed right now. Please pay attention to me. And oftentimes we get in the 
the hustle mode or the I'm too busy mode to actually stop and manage it properly. Well, stop and listen, right? not even get to the management part. We tend to shove things down and blow things off and push things aside because we are too busy or we have a to-do list a mile long or it's probably nothing. How many times have I said oh. that to myself, right? And oh, I'm stress, making a bigger deal over it than what it actually is. Stress manifests itself in a lot of different ways. For some of us, it's acne. For some of us, it's stomach aches. For some of us, it's not being able to sleep. And by no means are we gut doctors or Clinicians. doctors, doctors or <laughs> sleep experts, <laughs> dermatologists, but we're speaking from a place of experience because stress has attacked us in both of these ways and we've conveniently ignored it because we, A, either didn't recognize the signs or symptoms mm-hmm. or didn't want to face what it actually meant. Yes. So it is um, one of I, and for those of you who might know or maybe might not know, I am a certified yoga teacher as well as a mindfulness and leadership coach teacher as well. So I got my mindfulness certification through ASU. Um, This was a few years ago, right when I was leaving Lululemon, so around 2018, and my yoga certification in 2011. And yoga was truly a form of, it was a sanctuary for me. It was a way for me to escape my reality while doing a 60-minute yoga class. I found my peace on my yoga mat, but really what yoga taught me was techniques to support me when I am feeling overwhelmed, when I am in a mood that I can't shake. It allowed me to practice just like everything that we talk about. In order to be good at this type of work, you have to put in the reps. So my reps were just in the form of going to my yoga mat. But that started this this feel good process where I was like, wait a second, I'm doing yoga. I thought I was moving my body. That's cool. But what I was actually working was my mind. I feel good. I feel great. Woohoo, woohoo. Let's go celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, five, six, seven, eight. Um, So what I want to say in all of that is mindfulness is all about being present. And I know it's kind of a buzzword around like, I, how we teach our kids in just modern society. It's been a buzzword, but all mindfulness means is being present in the moment because oftentimes we find ourselves in the future or we find ourselves in the past, getting stuck in the past. And when we're thinking about the past, it's often dwelling on situations we don't have control over, things that we wish we would have changed, which makes our mood fluctuate more towards depression or anxiety in terms of thinking, dang it, I should have said this, or I miss making that move, or I'm such an idiot. Like Mm -hmm. it, it tends to tear your past self down, which is stressful to your nervous system because your brain doesn't know the difference between an event that's happening right now in the moment or an event that you're thinking about and recreating over and over and over again. The same cortisol spikes happen. You put yourself right back in that fight or flight as if you're living that moment again. So if you continue to bring this up and think about it over and over and over again, you're basically living it over and over and over again because your body doesn't know the difference. Now, when you're living in the present, you're anxious about things that you really don't have control over. The things that are out completely of your hands, you can't make decisions on them because they haven't happened yet. 
we live in one or the other, typically. Science points to us living in the past or living in the future. It's very hard to be present, especially based on the fact that we're in such a technological society in terms of the notifications we're getting, the things that are being asked of us. Our kids are living in that same society, right? Their stressors are a mile long in terms of sports, school, friends, homework, being a good daughter, being a good sister, all of these ways that they have to show up that their little brains aren't necessarily equipped to handle in this in in the state that it's in. Right. So once you can be aware of what your day-to-day looks like, we want you to start noticing just the triggers. What are the things that cause you to feel anxious? to feel stressed, to feel overwhelmed. And that can look in so many different ways. It could be you opening up an email late at night because you want to be with your family, or maybe you said something to your kids that you now are, you know, in that mom guilt or shame spiral. It can happen in in so many different ways, but it's you taking the time to pay attention to say, well, Okay, my body is literally telling me something, and that is your chance to act right then and there. What's in my toolbox? Act or put it in your pocket. Um, Because I had a great conversation with one of the girls at our workshop this past month, and she was telling me all about school, and she said she had a teacher that she really liked and a teacher that she really didn't like. And I said, tell me about the teacher that you don't like. What about this person rubs you the wrong way? What what do they say? What do they do? How do they act? What are their characteristics, personality traits? And she started listing off some of the things that were stressing her out about this person and how this person's energy really made her energy retract and she didn't like that. And I said, I want you to put that in your pocket and save it for later because you will come across another person like this in your future and you will know that you don't want to cross any boundaries with that person. You can keep that person at an arm's distance. You cannot interact with that person at all if the situation allows it. Mm -hmm. But if you ignore that feeling, another person like that is going to come across your path in life and totally throw your energy off again and again and again if you're not being privy to what those feelings are telling you. Yeah. But if you take action and you take control and you ask yourself questions in those situations about why you're feeling that way and what you don't like about the situation, then you get to control the narrative moving forward. So it's a, it's the same with a person, a place, a situation. You need to be aware of how your body is reacting, what your mind is saying, and make sure you take note of it. You don't necessarily have to act in the moment. Mm-hmm. Some situations you can, other situations you're just going to recognize it so you're aware of when it happens the next time because it will happen again. Absolutely. Well, and I was just thinking of the word resentment. When you don't say anything because you're not aware of it and you start pushing down the feelings or suppressing those feelings, it builds and then it builds and then it builds and then it builds and then, man, I do not want to see when that volcano explodes because you weren't in tune with what your body was telling you. So resentment was the word that came up for me and something that I'm still practicing in my own marriage, in my relationships with my kids, with my friends, all of it. So um, just know that Mary and I 
teach these tactics and strategies, but we are walking the same path as you. And what has worked for us is why we want to have this conversation. So after you kind of take a, a, a notice of what is triggering you and you either act on it or you don't, we're not going to go into all of the techniques that you can do around helping manage your stress. Maybe we can give you one. But what I want to say in this is most importantly, it's what Mary just called out around you need to question how it's making you feel and what you need to do about it. And if you practice it yourself, you then need to teach your children because they do not have the they don't have the vocabulary and they don't have the language. We again as parents expect our kids to know how to blow off steam or to just know how to rebound quickly when they got into a fight and we right. think it's not a big deal, but it is for them. To know how to react to not making the varsity team, right? You, what we're saying right now is that you are a social emotional learning disciple. Yes, you are. Go out and gift your kids, your society, your community with these skills because it helps you. It helps everybody. So- what we're talking about is the thread that weaves everything together. If your kids can have a common language, if they understand how to do what Jill just said, blow off steam, um, respond instead of react, we're helping them ultimately become adults that can deal with stress and not blow up. Because we make consolations for kids who are stressed out, right? They don't know how to react. They don't know how to respond. It's not cute anymore when it becomes an adult and that adult blows up in the middle of a work right. meeting, right? Because if you don't learn these skills at a certain age when you're a teen and tween, you carry that lack of knowledge into your adult relationships. And that's when people stop making consolations for you because mm -hmm. you should know better. Ooh, yes. And a, a quick example came to mind that I want to share with, with you all right now. And your techniques or strategies or tactics might work for you, but they might not work for the person next to you. It might not work for your spouse or your partner or your friend or your kid. Here's an example. My kiddo yesterday picked him up from school and my older son, he said, hey, Hayes, you need to tell mom what happened. And I was waiting. Dun, dun, I'm like, dun. oh boy, what happened today at school? Well, sure enough, he wrote a bad word basically vandalized on school property. Um, he wrote a bad word on school property that he knew he wasn't supposed to do. He did it anyway. He did not get caught. So he knew that I was either A, going to be disappointed, B, yell at him, or C, all of the all above. Of the above. <laughs> um, but in that moment, of course, I wanted him to be honest with me around him coming clean, but he was so embarrassed and sh like going, you could just see the shame that was coming across his face. Mind you, he's in first grade. And so he told his older brother. He told his older brother. He said, hey, Brock, guess what I did guess today? Guess what I did? <laughs> I wrote a four-letter word that I know I'm not supposed to say or write on school property. And Brock wanted to bring me in like, hey, mom, it wasn't right. And he didn't get in trouble, but nobody saw. So I was like, huh, OK, here's an opportunity for me to talk to him about maybe he was expressing himself like, well, A, maybe it was a joke and he was just trying to be silly. B, maybe he was feeling some sort of way. And 
writing for him is a form of expression. So how do I have a conversation with him without making him feel wrong, teaching him that there's an appropriate way to write your feelings down versus writing them down on school property? Because I don't love to journal, but that doesn't mean that Hayes can't journal in his own right. So when we had a conversation yesterday, he was like, I was mad at some kids and I wanted to, I wanted to write how they made me feel. And I wrote a bad word and I'm sorry. I was like, well, that's okay. And next time come home and express yourself in your room. Let's get you a journal or a diary or whatever we're calling it for you. And then write it there and shut it and leave it as is. But stress relief 101 learned in first freaking grade. Relief 101. What I want to point out about that is, yes, could she have gotten mad? Could she have yelled at him in the moment when he was already feeling some type of way? And of course he had some consequences. So I'm not going to just say like, oh, no big deal. But we had a really great conversation about it. And that that right there allows him to know that he can come to mom when things are not great. Well, when he is stressed out, she painted the picture of here's a way that you can deal with it that is positive, not negative, that doesn't damage anything, that allows you to get what you're feeling out. And buddy, I want you to know that I'm on your side. 100%. So yes, obviously there should be consequences. Yes, he should probably go clean up what he did at school. Correct. And that, that, that was the consequence. You know, I'm like watching him beat himself up. I was like, I don't need to pour any more salt in the wound. Like, what is that going to do for him? He's already, he knows what he did was wrong. And guess what we're doing today after school? We're going to go clean that bad boy up. That was it. We got to clean up. That's also taking responsibility. So lots of lessons in that. But I wanted to say that to say that my way isn't his way. The way that I manage my mindfulness techniques or the way that I manage my stress might not work for my kids. And what I want to point out in that statement, I wrote this down in the notes section of my phone when my mom was visiting over Christmas. Her way isn't the way because there was this overbearing feeling the whole time that she was here with whatever she said, however she acted, that her way was the best way. And Given that we're in such a technologically advanced society, day and age, there are lots of ways. There's always been lots of ways, but there are more ways than ever in today's day and age than ever before. And I think the generations, I'd say 40 and above, we'll say 35 and above since that's (laughs) what I just turned, have a hard time adhering to new ways of doing things. Mm It's almost the I can't teach an old dog new trick saying, and I hate saying that because our brains are so beautifully pliable and we can adhere to a lot of different circumstances and change and pivot. But I I love that you called that out because something that worked for you might not work for him, but we know more now than we ever have about stress relief. Mm -hmm. And the older generations were generations that tended to shove things down, push things aside, sweep them under the rug and move on. And that's why we're facing, in my opinion, such dire consequences right now in mental illness, anxiety, depression is because we don't talk about our feelings. We don't work on stress relief practices. So That call out for me is huge, and I hope that resonated with a lot of you because just because your parents did something one way doesn't mean that you can't bring something new into your family and gift your kids a new way to express themselves in order for them to flourish and grow up not holding on to things that 
will end up eating away at their nervous system. Literally, that's not that's not a reach. That is exactly what happens. So to wrap this episode up, social emotional learning is something, a tool in a way that will help with stress relief. If you can learn the competencies, if you can practice the competencies, if you can embody the competencies of social emotional learning in your day-to-day actions, you will find that you deal with stress, both good and bad. This episode definitely focused on um, distress as opposed to eustress, but eustress can do the same thing. Body doesn't know the difference between either type of stress Mm -hmm. either. So If you can embody these principles and these competencies, you will find that your life becomes immensely easier to manage in terms of stress. So get to know them. Listen to more of these podcasts. Do your own research on areas where you feel like you're lacking and have an opportunity to grow in because it's not only going to serve you, it's going to serve those around you as well. And that's where we're looking to change. We're looking to go out and be disciples of social emotional learning. Yes, we are raising the average. Mm, love that. <laughs> raising the group average. That's all we're here to do is raise the group average. So That's right. if you feel like this episode was impactful to you or this topic could be impactful to your daughters, we have a stress relief workshop coming Saturday, March 25th. It is recommended for 10 to 13-year-olds. We're always willing to accept nine and 14-year-olds as well, obviously, if they can hang. It'll be three hours of goodness talking about these techniques, how to um, utilize them in their day-to-day, and really just give them the freedom that they need a lot earlier than we got it. So you can find the details to that workshop in the link on our bio, bio meaning website. I'm not on Instagram. I know better. Um, <laughs> in our show notes. And in our show notes. That could be our bio. Totally. So Absolutely. until next time, you go out and live a transformed life, okay? Transform <laughs> your life with these skills and tools. That's right. Take a deep breath because you guys got this. Bye. See ya. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in with us. If you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one of the following ways. By sharing this episode with a friend or tagging us on your social media, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review, or by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Geneva for girls and parents in the show notes. This is a place where we exchange ideas, post questions, and provide support to each other. Until next time, you guys, remember, being able to shift our WTF moments and finding the lesson instead saves us time and mental energy. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.